Welcome to Late Night Talks with Amy Jo, a place where you're going to find inspiration, wisdom, and healing. A podcast for men. Hey, you guys, guess who missed you? Amy Jo from Late Night Talks. <laughs> I don't even know where the hell that's coming from. Don't ask. Who knows? How are you guys? I really did miss you. I feel like it took a while for me to get back here. I think because I uploaded a couple days earlier than I typically do last week. That it just felt so long since I've done a podcast. So I'm happy to be here. I waited because I wanted to keep it on a Thursday, Friday continuous upload you know, on a weekly. So that's kind of why I didn't do one sooner than this. But I was thinking about you guys and I was hoping that everyone was doing well. And I have to tell you, it was a little bit of a frustrating week. I've had a great week personally, but it was frustrating because I was coming up with different topics and ideas to share with you guys, but I wasn't following through with finishing them. Because there was something in me telling me this isn't it. You know, they weren't sticking. And I follow my intuition very much on what I'm meant to share and what I'm not meant to share. So even up until tonight, I did a podcast. I I started to record one before this one. And as I was recording it, I shut the computer down and I said, I'm not, I'm not going to share this week I'm just not going to do a podcast because I felt that uneasy about sharing it I don't know why maybe you weren't ready for the message but my intuition was just saying no this is not the message that they need to hear my intuition like all of ours is very much connected to a higher intelligence right God angels source whatever you believe in that's what I follow And I figured, okay, then I'm just not going to share. And it made me really sad because I wanted to spend time with you guys. And, you know, I didn't know what else to do because I didn't have anything lined up. So I closed the computer. I said, screw it. I'm not going to, I'm just not going to share tonight. It's going to have to be a week of no uploads for late night talks with Amy Jo. So, but here's the funny thing about this. When I closed the computer, I prayed and I said, God, please share with me what the guys need to hear. Just send me some type of a message over the next day or two, something, you know. Within three minutes, I was come across this article and it screamed at me, this is the message right here that these guys need to hear right now. So I'm going to follow that lead and I am guaranteeing that there are a few of you out there that are dealing with this right in this very moment. It's the seven steps of a spiritual awakening. Before we get into this, because I am just going to be reading from the article because I thought this was a pretty, explained it really well because I've went through this whole process and I will share with you my experience after I read the article. And the article is a little lengthy, I'm just warning you, but it's very informative. In my own belief, I feel that the 
the world right now is going through a spiritual awakening. A lot of the dense, dark energy is dropping away. And I believe that's why COVID hit. I was filled with fear when this first came out, that there's this panic pandemic this virus is killing so many people and you know it's the news that want to infuse you with that fear and I stayed centered and grounded and I knew that this was for a higher purpose and it was meant to awaken a lot of people it was meant to shake people's lives up to show them what truly is important, what truly matters, and to bring them back to their truth. So this is what is taking place. And this is the start of the new earth. So I understand it's causing a lot of devastation for a lot of people, but at the same time, it's creating a new life as well. Yeah, so I'm excited to see if, if you guys are feeling any of this. And if you are, if any of these signs feel good to you, see that 1111 right now. See that? That's a sign of synchronicity right there, man. I'm telling you, that's how the universe speaks to us through signs and symbols. Okay, so I'm going to read this and then afterwards I'll share with you a little bit about my spiritual awakening and, um, I'm assuming I'm allowed to do this. I mean, it's coming from the website um, playwiththeworld.com. So this is the seven life-changing stages of spiritual awakening. Can you feel it too? The world is changing. We live in a time when we wish for change more than ever before. Countless people are becoming more aware of the problems in their world and also the fact that certain outdated ways of life need to change. I've spoken to so many clients in sessions and conversations with friends and family who feel like massive change is underway and needed, both in their inner and outer world. If you are feeling this way, it's possible you are going through a spiritual awakening. When this happens, you will find that your consciousness is growing your interests are evolving, the meaning of life changes for you. All this is accompanied by the desire to first change oneself in order to change the world. In today's new resource, I share the stages of a spiritual awakening and what to expect with an ego death. <laughs> you may be having a spiritual awakening right now. And chances are you don't even know what the heck is happening behind the scenes. But it turns out that spiritual awakenings tend to follow certain patterns or stages that you can easily recognize to help make sense of what's happening to you. And once you learn these stages and how to work with them, you'll notice your spiritual awakening and personal advancement become easier and more peaceful. Do you know people who live their lives so fully in the moment that they never really stress out? That's me, guys. <laughs> it's as if nothing seems to bother them. <laughs> They've mastered knowing 
how to completely detach from drama and peace is their pulse that it is they flow with natural rhythms of life and things always effortlessly work out for them more importantly when you are around them you feel calm and loved this type of person may seem like an anomaly chances are you probably don't know someone like this or at least not someone who is this way all the time but this way of life isn't reserved just for an ascended masters the buddhas of the world it is possible to tap into the flow when we eradicate our ego what ascended masters like jesus kwan yin buddha have in common is the experience of enlightenment that happens after an ego death. In Western cultures, death is a word we usually associate with darkness, decay, and mourning. But the ego death is one of the most precious, beautiful, expansive, illuminating, all-inspiring, and paradigm-shattering experiences you will ever go through. For every serious spiritual seeker, It's a pivotal process in our own personal growth journey. For after you go through it, you will never be the same. And that is a fact. And that's beautiful. Right now, the world is going through a lot of turbulence and shifts. This is in part because planet Earth itself and all of humanity are experiencing a massive consciousness shift that often comes with detaching from the manipulative control of our egos. Breaking away from the ego and returning to our true nature, one of love can be hard because most of us are controlled by our ego, which is our sense of self. Those who suffer from low self-esteem often have the biggest egos in the sense that The ego is manipulating our connection to our true self by making us think that we're not enough and we don't belong or fit into the world. The ego holds us back because it puts a lens of duality over everything. Instead of seeing things as they are, the ego seeks to divide and separate right and wrong, winner and loser, strong versus weak, good and bad, popular and successful or not, love and hate, etc. But those divisions aren't in alignment with our true self or our natural human values, so it brings suffering to our lives. To understand how we can unhook from the ego's lies, I turn to A Course in Miracles. The whole purpose of A Course in Miracles is to teach you that the ego is unbelievable and will forever be unbelievable. And therefore, selfishness is of the ego, but the self-fullness is of spirit. I just want to interrupt for a second. I do have that book, A Course in Miracles, and I do highly recommend you guys go grab a copy of that. It's a really great source to read. Okay, let's continue. The more in tune you are, With your whole self, the less ego can exist. As the Course teaches, the more you learn about the ego, the more you realize that it cannot be believed. 
This means the more you learn about your true self, the easier it is to disengage with all the things that make you feel less than. Once we realize that the ego is an identity of our own construction, we can free ourselves of this negative manipulation. But we can't let go of the illusion if we don't know we are stuck in one. For years, I used to believe every thought I had about myself until I recognized most of my thoughts were negative and therefore projections of the ego, the part of me that felt unworthy. What is a mental construct of your self? Who do you think you are? Often who you think you are is very different from who you really are. The ego part of you is the self that needs to categorize and put you in a box. You see, the ego hides behind I and me. It tells us what we need to be and how to fit into the world. It'll either make you feel less than or better than everything. There is no balanced middle ground. But your true self, the love and light and peace within you, knows that you are a child of God. And with this love, you are enough and have nothing to prove. When we move past ego demands through ego death, we return to our true nature and learn to live beyond the confines of the ego's dualistic reality. But this experience of eradicating the ego isn't always easy. For some, this complete loss of identity is a huge illusions bust, causing immense emotional pain. It can be the most petrifying experience ever because the ego's defense mechanism always kicks in to keep itself attached to the person. But for many, the process can be liberating. Understand, the death of the ego is just another step on a lifelong path of spirituality and isn't a grand opening onto enlightenment, but rather an initiation into a more peaceful way of being. Nonetheless, you may be experiencing an ego bust. If so, these steps can help support you. Here are the seven life-changing stages. Phase one, the spiritual awakening. The first phase is when you start to leave behind your daily routine and disassociate from the life you've created. It is considered spiritual awakening as you start to question everything. Perhaps the job you are in and used to love is no longer bringing you fulfillment. I remember when I was in a corporate career in advertising, I would call in sick to write articles and read books. My real future self was in conflict with my old self. Meeting in the middle meant starting to shift away from the life that no longer felt good. And if I had to call in sick to that life, then I would do it. In this phase, we are waking up. This awakening occurs when we begin to feel that we have a void in our lives. No matter what you do, you cannot fill it. Most often, this spiritual awakening is accompanied by depression, lack of motivation, and feelings of being lost. Questions to ask yourself. Who am I? Why am I here? What is my purpose? And what am I supposed to do? Phase 2 the dark night of the soul. When my doctor diagnosed me with clinical depression in 2009, 
I was going through my own dark night of the soul. It is often the darkest, lowest point of your journey. A little rock bottom will shake us to our core. In this phase, you are in complete despair. And we all know that something has to happen in our own life, something drastic and meaningful, or else there will be a death of us. This is the ego death in initiation. We may even become isolated from others and even ourselves and feel the heaviness of the world. Jim Carrey said, depression is your avatar telling you it's tired of being the character you've been trying to play. And this is the theme of this phase. The character you've been playing is retiring. If we recognize that this dark night is actually the ending of the old, so the new can begin, we can shift through a more with more grace. Questions to ask. What character have you been playing? Or what masks have you been wearing and are you tired of? Phase 3. The Sponge. This is the explorer's phase where you aren't sure what you want, but you know clearly what you don't want. As you start to chip away at all the things that no longer resonate, you create more space for what is true and in alignment with you and your reality. This looks like experimentation with new hobbies, jobs, people, and experiences. You start to fill the void with things that you may seem frivolous, but bring you peace and joy, writing, art, more time in nature, getting a new pet, astrology, healing modalities, new books, new hobbies, even new friends are all very common in this phase. I call it the sponge phase because you are soaking up new ideas and shifting into new habits. This is a time when you are starting to give yourself permission to explore and treat everything as an adventure for your soul. Often in this phase, you will branch out to new spirituality, tools, and teachers beyond the normal mainstream religion to try to understand what you are feeling. Questions to ask. What brings me joy? What do I feel called to do? Phase 4. The Satori Self Satori is a Japanese Buddhist term for awakening, comprehension, understanding. It is derived from the Japanese verb satoru. I don't know if I'm saying that right. In the Zen Buddhist tradition, satori refers to the experience of kensho, seeing into one's true self. And this phase is all about you recognizing and honoring your greatest gifts talents, skills, and stepping into your true nature. For me, it wasn't until this phase that everything started to click. Before this stage, I felt as if I was in a spiritual washing machine, tumbling around in confusion and doubt. But after the sponge phase, where I tried lots of different things, I discovered my true self, the writer within me came alive in this phase. You want to dedicate more time to things that truly bring you joy and make you feel alive. For me, that was writing, traveling, and being of service to others. What does your Satori self crave? Questions to ask. When do you feel most alive? What do you love? What does your true self need and want in order to thrive? Phase 5 the soul sessions.
The next phase is not to be rushed, for it can take months, years, and even decades. It is the true you emerging and developing a structure of your spiritual self to exist and thrive. The soul is growing, and as you learn more about yourself and start to implement new tools, routines, rituals, and strategies to help you stay aligned with your true self. This looks like working with new coaches, teachers, meditations, Reiki healing, and discovering essential oils and crystal healing therapy. The list of healing modalities is endless. The soul's mission is to discover what works best for you. Just because it works for someone else doesn't mean it is aligned with you. The goal here is to trust your intuition and honor your own path. Question to ask, what practices, tools, and rituals help me feel most aligned? Phase six, surrender and allow. In this phase, you've done so much internal work and may be living in more balance, peace, and harmony. Now it is time to fully let go. Let go of who you thought you were so that you can be all that you are destined and truly meant to be. You have become familiar with your true self. Now it is about giving your true self permission to shine. In this phase, you surrender everything that is not part of your true nature. Everything that was created by your ego will now fall away. This includes patterns, habits, people, situations, everything that is no longer in alignment with your soul's highest expression. For this step is the most effective. Trust that not knowing what is next is safe. As you lean into faith and trust that the universe is working on your behalf to support, uplift, and guide you, and you will always be provided for. Questions to ask. What no longer serves you? What is falling away? What is emerging? Phase 7. Awareness and Service The last step is full awareness of your divinity, your light, and your love. You no longer live in a place of ego, and spreading your light is your mission and service to the world. You do this by honoring your joy and living your passion. Doing what you love daily is one of the highest forms of happiness. And by you committing to this happiness, you help uplift the world. You understand joy is your birthright and peace is your priority. So there you have it, guys. There's the article. I wanted to share because it, it spoke so much depth into my heart because every single ounce of, of that article, every phase was exactly what I went through. And I remember like he was talking about being thrown tumbled around in a washing machine feeling so confused and lost and I remember feeling that way and it was just uh it was a very trying time in my life and I know it's very hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel when you're dealing with that and if you're in that stage just know that there is so much beauty coming you just have to surrender and not clench and hold on to what the ego is telling you because if you just let go, you, you're using so much less energy and you feel free. And that would be my best advice to give to anybody out there experiencing the, these trying times if you're going through spiritual awakening. I know it can be so painful and difficult. 
you know, I've went through this a a few years back and it took me, it was probably a three-year process to truly go from the beginning to the end. But I think because it took, it took so long because I was holding on so tight to what the ego was telling me that I needed or wanted. And I was, you know, projecting a lot of my own stuff onto this person that triggered this in me. And it all in reality, he, this man that I fell in love with, he was divinely guided to come into my life to create this for me, to create this spiritual awakening into my life. And I was that for him as well. When he came in, we were both very wounded. I didn't realize how wounded that I was in that moment. And he showed me that with his actions toward me. And that was the very thing that I needed to find myself, to find my own self-love. When we met, we both knew there was something more. We, neither one of us have ever felt the way that we did for one another. It was definitely a spiritual connection that neither one of us have experienced. We're older and we've been in relationships. I've been married and I've never felt like this before. And and strangely enough, I haven't even talked to him in years, but I still feel him. I know he's still around me and we have telepathic communication with one another and it comes through different ways it comes through music or it comes through writing or it just comes through I can hear him talking to me his thoughts and I know he feels it with me too and when I met him I needed to see self-love and that's what threw me into the dark I had to go through the dark night of the soul and see what I needed to see the shadows in myself and for him at that time he was wearing a mask you know we all wear masks and he too was very insecure and I think he also too lacked a lot of self-love I don't even know that he knows what real love is and this is just me intuitively because we've never really talked too in depth and that's why it's so strange but we are connected and I believe that He's going through this process right now. I mean, we met in 2016 and we were only connected for a few months, but yet there's just this weird connection. He was holding on so tight to the ego that he didn't want to go through this transformation and this journey. And he just clenched on and fought it because he's stubborn. And I'm stubborn. We mirror one another. He didn't want to do it. But right now, he's going through some of these phases. 
I don't know what step he's in right now, but I know that he is experiencing a spiritual awakening. And like I said, I can't tell you how I know that. I don't know. But this is what happened to me. I've never in my life been connected to a person the way that I am with him. Even other people. I mean, this process, this this is another thing that will happen if you're going through a spiritual awakening. You're going to notice that your psychic abilities are going to heighten. Your intuition is going to be so crystal clear. You will become a walking lie detector. You will be able to see right through people. You can't not. That's how strong it is. I can just energetically feel if a person's coming to me with the right intentions, without them saying a word. And I knew I always had this ability, but this experience has changed me. My psychic skills and abilities have just been nuts. I believe this is for the higher good, to raise our consciousness. When we raise our consciousness, we are in the higher realms with spirit. And that's why it's so easy to connect with them. Because when you drop the weight of the ego, you rise. You rise. And life gets a hell of a lot better and brighter. And you live from a state of love. We have to clear karma in this life. And if we don't do it in this life, we do it in the next life. And I believe this, this guy and I had past life karma. We came together in this life to clear it, to clear all the things that we were carrying, even from our ancestors, even breaking the generational bloodline, as far as addictions and things in that nature. I mean, I didn't struggle with addiction. I know it is on his side that I do believe. So it's really strange. And I don't know what triggered yours. I don't know if you're going through it because of COVID or if it was a woman or somebody in your life. But have forgiveness and have gratitude for them because they're in the process of changing your life. You know, this led me to a spiritual mission. And what he's going through right now will lead him to his. So that was my experience. And I just wanted to share it with you again. Because I know a lot of people are going through this right now. And I, I send out a lot of love. And I pray for you to stay strong and look for the light in the dark. Because once you get through that tunnel of darkness, that's when you'll be able to rise into the light and you will never want to go back into the dark. It's impossible to go back to that or to something that you used to when you're going through this spiritual awakening. And if you don't know what the hell I'm talking about, if you're not experiencing this, then just avoid this out, you, you know. 
this is for people that have a clue of what's going on and and they're experiencing this and not everybody is right now but at some point whether in this lifetime or next you will so that's it i'm not going to keep on rambling because i ramble too much i hope you guys stay well stay healthy i send out so much love and light and i will